And we are back. Welcome back to another episode of Wired, a Granite City Electric podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Got my colleague, uh, Chad, alongside today. As we get started, uh, if you want to see Chad shave his beard, like this video. (laughs) Like this video, subscribe, and turn on the post noties to uh, keep... Keep hit up that, to hit that bell. Keep up to date with what we got going on here at the Granite City Electric uh, podcast. If channel. I shave my beard, I will show up to a house where the furniture is cleared out. Actually, no, I will show up to the house and the door will be locked, mm. and I will be uh, the the locks will probably be changed. But anyways, totally worth more likes on the video. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely worth So it. who's joining us today? So today we have Jesse Kuhlman. He is the owner of Kuhlman Electrical Services, KES. Um, he is an electrician, and he's also an author, and he's written a couple of really good books. I started reading this one. I can't wait to finish it uh, on troubleshooting, and then another one on the uh, code for residential applications. Um, and we're so, going to do a giveaway, right? Yeah, we're doing a giveaway. So comment with your favorite business book. And we're going to give away five different sets of these. So comment below. We really look forward to seeing what your favorite books are. He, and he and Jesse even mentions in this episode, uh, The E-Myth, which is a great business book. So maybe you've read Good to Great, E-Myth. There's yeah, a lot, anyone, of, there's a lot of, of great the, business books out there. Comment your favorite one that's been the most influential for you. And let's get into it. Let's do it. Welcome, everybody, to Wired, a Granite City Electric podcast where we, your hosts, discuss life in the electrical industry. Yeah, and joining us are going to be electrical professionals from all over the industry to give us a well-rounded view of all things electrical. This episode is brought to you by Square D by Schneider Electric. Life is on. So Jesse, thanks for uh, joining us here yeah, today. Yeah, thank you for having me. How so? Did you come from Lynn today? Where were you at? Georgetown. Before? Georgetown. Yeah. From, How from long did house. that? How long did that take you to get down here? Hour and fifteen minutes. Not, it wasn't too bad. Okay. So really looking forward to um, learning a little bit more about Coleman Electrical Services and just the you know how that came about and and how you grew up into the business and everything. So. Um, do you mind jumping into the background of the business, how it all started? And, and yeah, of course. Um, my father went out on his own, started his own company in the early 90s, probably about 92. Um, he ran the business by himself with an apprentice here and there until I was in, when I was in middle school, I started working with him on, okay. uh, in summers, like a couple yep. of days here and there. And then through high school, I'd work weekends. And then I hated it, and I said, you know what, I want to get a real job, and I <laughs> got a job at Stop and Shop Pushing Carriages, and I did that. that. Was, I did that, that for... That was the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, I'd say, junior year. Um, and then I got a job at a restaurant, did that for a little while, and then yeah. went to college. My parents were like, you got to go to college. You don't want to be a working slob like your, your father. That was, like, told to me, you know, Many times yeah. throughout my childhood, like you don't want to be like your father, you know, yeah. how hard he has to work. You see how he comes home every day, yeah. what he looks like. Oh, yeah. You, know. you don't want to look like him. No, he, yeah. God, no. <laughs> and my mother would always say working slob. That yeah. was her. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that was her that's awesome. <laughs> so they said, you got to go to college. And yeah. I said, and I wasn't sure. But I said, okay, if that's what I got to do, that's yeah. what I got to do. Yeah. Um, I went to Wentworth for engineering for a year. Definitely screwed it, like 
didn't take it seriously. Definitely yep. wasted their money, unfortunately, and sucks to say, but yeah. wasted their money. Then went to North Shore Community College for another year. Um, all the while, I was working for my father you okay. know, on the weekends and just helping him out here and there. And I started really liking the business more and more. And I said to my parents, like, hey, I, I, you know, I want to do this. I want to go, yeah. go electrical route. And they said, okay. And I started working for him as a, an apprentice. And it was just <clears> me and him up until, so I was probably 22 at the time um, when I was, so I think I got my license maybe at 26, continued working for him. And then when I was about 29, I said, you know, hey, I want to, want to try growing this business i want to like give it a shot you know mm -hmm. i just knew i would not be happy with myself if i spent the rest of my life just working for him yeah I, said, Doug, I gotta try something I yeah see where this can go and i said you know i'm gonna go get my master's license and i want to take the business over and oddly enough he, he said you know what you know, let's do that which is amazing a <laughs> lot of fathers would hold you back yeah yeah so, Oh yeah, yeah. What what are you doing? You know, like you, what skills do you have? How could you run a business? You know, right. and try yeah. to hold you back. But he said, you know, what, let's do it. So I got my master's license. Um, Rebranded the company to, to KES. Okay, you know, we started a new corporation. Um, took it over in 2014, and then uh, from there, it's it was a battle in the first year with him and making decisions like we were just talking about. He never advertised. He was anti-advertising. And I knew, hey, like, we got to advertise. Yeah. Like, this is how you grow a business. you got to advertise. Yeah. So we fought about that for for the first few months. And actually, Yelp was our first avenue of advertising. Okay. Um, and I we, we put a little bit of money into it. And we got, like, a ton of calls. And we're like, holy crap. <laughs> this and works. Then, and then yeah. <laughs> wow. we did some jobs. And, yeah. And, um, did that change his mindset on it? Once he saw the phone ringing and we're getting new jobs and these new customers, he was like, oh, you know what, you're, um, you're making the right decisions, go with it. And he completely got out of the way on any kind wow. of business decisions. And, and I would obviously run things by him, and I like making decisions like, as a group. Yeah, like to talk about this together, what makes sense. And my mother has always been a big part of that. She was, she's got awesome business sense. Um, and she's always one of my, you know, best, uh, business advisors. Like I'd go to her with those kind of questions and let's, let's figure this out together. And the three of us would work it out. And then as the business got bigger, you know, new people come into the mix, but in those early days, yeah, once, once he saw things were working, he got out of the way yeah. and, um, and yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, that first year was pretty, pretty amazing. The, the business, cool. the business has grown, uh, in a big way when you, I'm, I'm always curious by that initial kind of vision or the, the hunger for entrepreneurial uh, endeavors to grow it. What were you thinking when you first started out at 29 years old? Hey, I want to grow this. Did you, what kind of vision did you have for the future? Um, at that stage it was, I think I was really looking for that challenge of like figuring it out. Like that's really fun to me. Um, but I was probably thinking, you know, it'd be awesome to have like a few guys and like, two trucks or something like that would be yeah. awesome. Right. And <laughs> yeah. then you get there and then you're like, Oh, it'd be cool to have, you know, maybe six guys and three trucks. And then you get there and then you, you know, the next, you just keep going and going and going and you can just do that, you know, forever. Yeah. So, you know, that's, but yeah, I'd say that. That was the initial goal was just to have a few trucks for sure and a few guys. Was there a specific part where it was hard to, like you say, three guys to six guys to, was there a number where it was like this was the hardest to kind of break through and grow to that next level? Yeah. Um, I would, I'd say once we got past 10, it, 
actually it became a little easier because you've had a lot of the logistical pieces figured out and the systems in place to bring yeah. on new people and how that would all work. Um, when I had about seven employees, um, I was still doing the office completely myself. Like I was doing everything myself wow. at that point. Um, and a big change was my first like office person was a part-time person, Nicole. She's still with us today. She's our office she's manager. She's great. Yeah, she's, she's unbelievable. She blocked me she's for like a year and a half from getting in touch with you. <laughs> she does her job she well. She did her job. <laughs> yeah. she, uh, she was the first one. Shout out to Nicole. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. She crushes it. <laughs> she she was the first you know true office person that came in part time and um, it was funny like teaching her and I'm like this is how you should answer the phone and like going through it and like she's like yeah yeah and then she answers the phone like a thousand times better than I ever could you know <laughs> like and I'm like and I'm teaching you how to do this <laughs> yeah, like, what right. the hell? <laughs> that's awesome but that was a big I'd say that was like once we got the office figured out then it became a lot easier um, and any for any business owner out there like you're you get stuck in this mindset of like I should just do that myself because I'm going to save myself that exactly. money. Yeah. Right? yeah, and it's like it's the most counterproductive thinking you could possibly do. You got to be thinking about can I pay somebody else to do this? Like eighty percent as good as I can do it. If I can do if that's possible, then I shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Every because business owner needs to hear that. Yeah. Because I now can focus on something that's far more important that's going to make the business better. Yeah, almost just get out of the way and let them do what you're paying them to do. And that's a, Yeah, and that's a, another great piece is, you know, recognizing as a business owner that you probably are screwing it up and you maybe <laughs> yeah. need to let your people do their thing. Yeah. Because if you have talented people that can do their thing, don't get in their way. Like that's, you said, she now answers the phone probably better than you did. I mean, she did that from the get-go. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I think some of it's an ego thing, right, for a lot of people. Like, it, it's hard to this see. my thing. I wanna it's hard to to see other people do things better than you. Well, you got to be okay with that. Yeah. You, know, you can't have that kind of ego. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know, at, that, at that point, you become the bottleneck to your own yeah. business and success and growth. So that, what a, what an awesome story of surrounding yeah. yourself with the right people and building a team that way that's that was right. a question that i had how do you choose the right people how are, how do you go out and find the right people um i've always been just a feel person like when i meet somebody when i'm interviewing especially in the earlier days when i was doing you know all, all the interviewing myself mm -hmm. and i still do like for the managers and the critical critical hires I just within five minutes of meeting somebody sitting down like i, I get a natural feeling and, and my intuition's usually right um and i use that tremendously to to hire so yeah especially for a critical role um yeah like intuition um that's that's a big one for me do you have other people that are hiring uh electricians and things like that now yeah 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 all the managers okay. like we were talking about the kind of the structure of the company the managers get to hire their own people um if they need my assistance on like, you want me to meet this person with yeah. you or something you're not sure i'll certainly do that but we have yep. a structure in place where if people are applying, it goes through an office person, Caitlin, who reviews all the resumes. Okay. She, they, she reaches out, does a phone interview. Like, there's a vetting process. Yeah. Yep. And then all the vetted employee potential employees are on a list. And then um, a manager says, hey, I'm looking for an apprentice. They look at the list, and they have a list of all these pre-vetted, like, oh, these cool. past the original, yeah. you know, the first stage. And then they reach out to them, and they do their own interviewing and go from there. But I'm happy to help. And Nicole will sit in on those two if the if the manager wants a second opinion. That's part, right. part of the growing audience of Wired uh, are young people coming up in the sure. industry. Yeah. If there was a couple qualities that you could throw out, and I'm sure there's some that are pretty overarching 
across, but for a young person who might want to join the team who's getting licensed or you know looking to join the company, what are there any specific qualities that you're looking for in um, in employees? Uh, being nice, you know, being a nice person is like a huge one for us. Yeah. You can teach anybody to you know to do the work for the most part, but to be like a nice person, like that. If if you if you're coming in being acting like an asshole. Or it's like not happening. Like you're not working for us. You're <laughs> yeah. going to be in people's homes. Right. What we do. Yeah. You're going to be in people's homes. And right. you got to carry yourself a certain way. Willing to learn and not bullshitting. Like you yeah. have these, some people that come in like, oh yeah, I read the code book every night. And you're like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, okay. And then you're like, well, like, I don't uh, think you've what, read, tell, I don't tell think me about this code. Yeah. Like, I don't know that one. Like you read the code book every and you're night. Like, really. So how's your, yeah, how's your family like if you're doing that? It's not exact reading material. I don't think you've read a book ever. <laughs> and they're literally wearing your name going into people's houses. Right. Yeah, that's right. So that's a huge deal. I mean, i I've made I've made some bad decisions, and we're all learning as yeah. we, we hire. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had sk- really, I had this really super. I won't mention his name, but I had this really skilled licensed guy that worked for me for a while. Awesome at the job, dependable, but he was asshole. Yeah, the apprentice isn't like working for him. We had to cycle apprentices around all the time, move them around from lead oh, to lead because tough. nobody wanted to work with them for more than a week. Then the the, the customers didn't like him, but he would get the work done, and the work was done yeah. good. But it, it became a point where it's like you just can't have this anymore. Yeah, and I would take the less skilled person with a good attitude that everybody wants to work with and the customers can get along with right. over what I was dealing with there. Like I've never hired that kind of personality ever again. That yeah, just would not happen. Because yeah, like it doesn't said, matter you can if teach the, work, the skill. Right. You can teach the skill. Exactly. Yeah. But teaching him to be nice and normal was like impossible. impossible. It seems to be impossible. I don't know. Changing yeah. somebody's personality is, it, is a difficult process. It, yeah, that is a, that's a <laughs> tough one. Do you see how I'm trying to interrupt you now? I'm trying to talk over you. Yeah. To just get my points in. <laughs> Good. You're doing you're doing great. James. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. We get a lot of. Uh, I interrupt him all the time. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. and people are all my commenting. Life. Please let James. <laughs> please let James talk. Yeah, we've been friends for what fifteen years. Yeah, I'm just trying to shine a little bit. <laughs> you I, you I haven't like been so my, far. This so. is my time to shine. <laughs> Congrats, good job. Thank you. Did you have another question? Because it's time for one. No, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, it is my t- okay. So you've written a couple of books, and we have them here. And I'll remind everybody: comment um, with your favorite with your favorite business book. Throw in the comments below, and you could win um, a set of these. But, Jesse, you've written a couple of books and more than just these two. But yeah. these were the two that I ordered. Um, they're great. I started re- I started reading um, this one here, the, ele- the Residential Electrical Troubleshooting one. It's awesome. It's easy to read. And I didn't grow up in the electrical industry. Um, so for, for me to dive into a book like this, and it's easy to read it, I thought was really cool. I mean, that's the, my approach is to try to make it easy to grasp and try to explain things in a simple, simple way that anybody could read it and pick something up from it. I mean, that's the, that's the goal. Yeah. Well, Cause there's a lot of books out there that is too technical and they're hard to follow. What was the, what was, uh, what motivated you to start writing books? Um, years ago, I, I, I picked up a business coach probably in uh, about 2017 and, um, Actually, the story on how kind of how I even got involved with that might be interesting to you. Um, I had a customer who ran a big um, franchise business through all of North America, and we we're doing some work at his house. And um, he took some interest in the business, and mm-hmm. he would ask me how things, you know, like, uh, 
how it's going, how big it is. And I think I had six people at the time, seven people, no, yeah. no office person, you know, doing everything myself. Yeah. And I'm telling him about it. And he's like, have you read the E-Myth ever before? E-Myth, it's a book. I'm like, no, no, never heard of it. He's like, you go home and you get that book tonight and read that book tonight, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I but haven't. I have no. I, the audience I out there, definitely, definitely check this book out if you're running a business. It is like the number one um, especially a trade business yep. on giving you the mindset to run it. Um, so I went home, I ordered that book. I, well, I don't like to read, but I got it on audible and I, yep. li- I listened to it. <laughs> and, uh, that's where I found out. Uh, I never really thought of a business coach before. And the E-Myth talks about one. And I said, you know, that, that sounds interesting. And I, you know, reached out to some coaches around the area and I found one that I liked and started working with him. His name's Scott. I still, um, use him today. And, we were working together for about two years and, you know, business like exploded. Like yeah. Literally exploded. Um, got the office going, more techs. Dave, the South Shore manager came on, grew his division. Like things were just really taking off. Cause that's the thing with the business coaches. They're not going to give you the, they're not giving you answers. They're just asking you the right questions that get yeah. you to the right place that you mm-hmm. need to be. Yeah. And um, somebody was asking me the right questions and unfortunately I was getting there. So at some point, and um, two years in or so, he's like, would drop hints about, hey, you should write something about something electrical that you guys do. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I, like, I hated writing <laughs> yeah, in school. Right. What the hell's wrong with yeah, you? Right. Like, I'm going to write a, I'm gonna write a book. Yeah, yeah no okay. way. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he would drop hints about here and there. And then one day, and that's how these things work. And then one day you're like, I should write a book about something that electrical. <laughs> like, this is, this is what I should do. And then once you decide you want to do it, then it's like. He oh, becomes shit. a voice in your head almost. <laughs> yeah. But then that's once awesome. you're motivated to do something, you're going to do it. Right. right? Um, so, you know, going over, like, what should I write about? And um, knob and tube wire is the big part of our business, rewiring knob and tube um, houses that have yep. knob and tube wire. Yep. So, um that was like, was like, maybe I should write about that. And I'm like, what the hell? How long is this book going to be? Like two freaking pages? Like, what the hell is there to talk about? And he's like, yeah. you could talk about this and this and this. I'm like, oh, you know, you're right. And yeah. then I created an outline and, and then I went at it and it, it ended up being like maybe a hundred pages and nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, and I was like, nobody, Scott, no, like I'm doing it. This is fun. Like not a single person is ever going to read this thing, but here we go. We'll put it on Amazon, self-published it. And um, people start buying it, like, <laughs> like <laughs> unbelievable. I'm like, no way. <laughs> what is wrong with these yeah, people like, buying this book? Buying my book? What the this hell? This must be a mistake. Like, Amazon <laughs> said someone ordered my book today. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, um, yeah, people start ordering it, um, and you could watch the sales like every month, and there'd be some. And I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah, like this is yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. The best part, though, and really where it was such a an awesome business move is people in Massachusetts were finding it yep. because of Amazon search engine optimization. You're typing yeah. in knob and tube, you're finding, you're finding your way to that book, right? Yeah. So that's like Amazon is doing some work for us yep. to get them there. And then they're reading it and they're wanting to hire us to do the work. So it actually became wow. quite a um, you know, driver for customers. So you actually heard from customers that said they heard of you from your book? Lot, lots of them. And then, <laughs> wow. and then, and then lots that's of them that crazy. find us you know, just naturally. Yeah. We obviously have the information on our website. Yep. And it, it, it definitely, from a customer perspective, puts us on a higher level, I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. like, hey, this company wrote a book about it. They must know what they're talking about. Yeah, this, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so it, it's definitely a good sales pitch, I would say. And it's worked out incredibly well. That's really cool. Yeah, because reading it, it seemed like it was written to somebody that didn't necessarily, well, obviously, that didn't know what 
exactly what was going on. So, yeah. So, it, for me, I mean, I don't necessarily know exactly what's going on. So, it was actually really interesting for me to read it. And it's super educational. So yeah, and the and the knob and tube book, which neither one of those are that one. Okay, the knob and tube one is geared towards any homeowner that owns an old house and has knob and tube wiring in it. You could you could buy the book yep. and get a complete rundown of everything you would need to know about it and yep. how to hire an electrician that actually knows how to do that kind of work. That was the goal. It's like a a handbook. That's really you have cool. This, you have this in your house. What should I do with it? What do I need to know about it? And then how do I hire somebody to do it? And that's that, cool. that was the goal of that book. Because we people are buying it, will buy it from all over the country. And some of them yeah. reach out to us, like in like in Georgia and Texas. Really? And they're like, hey, do you know anybody in the state that does this kind of work? And we don't, obviously. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's cool though. That's really neat just to have that out there. That's yes. that's really cool. One one thing I love uh is listening to ninety eight five the sports hub and hearing yeah. your ads on the radio. Yeah. What was the thought process behind that or what pushed you in to advertise in that avenue? Um, we've, um, you know, we talked about it earlier. We started advertising with Yelp that worked incredibly well. And we all, we've always used advertising with them to a true degree. And we're always experimenting with some other avenues, you know, not having all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. And, um, we have team meetings with all the managers every quarter. And, um, that's when we talk about these things like, Hey, what should we try next? And there was for about a year, like people, some of the managers were bringing up the radio and we should try this out. And yep. We um, talked to them, got, you know, the quotes, figured out what it would cost and all that. And we tried it for a year. And honestly, the return was not, you know, what we were looking for. Yeah. You know, in comparison. Because when you're, when you're advertising with Yelp or Google or anything like that, you're going to be advertising towards somebody that's like searching, searching for, for it. Yep. electrical. So it's like casting an, like it's a, inbound marketing. It's like casting a net yeah. for fish yep. like a, in, a, in a bucket versus, the radio and billboards and that kind of stuff are like a, like you're a, just a letting people line. know. Like you're hoping right. that they're yeah. that they're in that area and they're looking for that when they hear it. Yeah. You know? So it's definitely not as effective. Brand awareness, though, and you know how do you put a cost a price on that? Right. And that's really worthwhile. Um, at our size now and our advertising budget, you know, it's too for us. It's too. It was too expensive to continue it for the return we were getting. Yeah. But I think as we get bigger, we could go back to it just yeah. with the branding piece. Yeah. To have that kind of budget, but yeah. Yeah, that that is it is interesting how I mean you're you just learn how to market as you go along. Like And you gotta keep track of it. Yeah, so many absolutely. business owners don't keep track of it. They yeah. have no just idea. Just spend the money and see what, what happens. But then they don't even know, like they don't <laughs> right. ask the customer how'd you find me and then let me keep track of that. And we have yeah. like a, a system in our CRM that keeps track of that stuff. Like you gotta keep track of right. that stuff. Otherwise yep. you're just throwing money around and you don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, you have no idea what the return <laughs> like is. Like we on could it. we could tell you precisely, like the radio gave us this return. Yeah. Yelp gives us this return. Google um, cost per click gives us this. Yep. Home advisor gave us this. Yeah. Like we're, we're keeping track of that stuff because how do you make decisions if you don't know that stuff? Right. Yeah, you're just doing it blindly. Yeah. Taking a step back for a second, there's a lot of guys that are at your time, six employees, where you were trying to figure out how to get to that next level. I think there's a ton of businesses out there like that. You had mentioned before we got on here that you have an interesting management structure yeah. within the company that's helped you to scale it and grow it in a way that's pretty unique to the industry. So do you mind just yeah, so, that? Yeah, so we, our managers will run a division, and they get a, a profit sharing on their income. So um, a good way to think about it is 
if we're going to move into a new territory, like let's say hey, we want to move into southern New Hampshire, what we would do is we would find a manager in that area, a licensed electrician that wants to run that division, and then they're going to build their own team and do that work in that division, and they're going to get a piece of what they do. So the more successful they are uh, for the company, they, they benefit for that in a profit-sharing sense. Um, years ago, um, we had uh, Nicole and I were talking about this, and we had this idea. And we're like, geez, you know, we're, we're figuring things out north of Boston. We're doing really well in the, the towns around Lynn. And you know, how amazing would it be to find somebody in a totally different area of Massachusetts and repeat everything that we've learned? Everything from the advertising to how you do the work to how you let the trucks yeah. and how you fill the trucks, like all, like every system, right? So it was just an idea. We threw an ad out there for a South Shore manager, and we had this, um, he's still, he's with us today, he's a big part of the business. Dave came along, came to an interview. I loved him right away. Nicole loved him. We said, hey, let's, let's uh, give this guy a shot. And he started the South Shore division. So he was our first yeah. one, and um, it took off. Like, and he was looking for this. Like, he yeah. was like the perfect candidate where he was looking to be with a company that would give him the tools yeah. to let him do his thing. That's awesome. So we give them, we give them a structure, and I guess you could describe it kind of like, imagine you were buying into like McDonald's franchise, yeah. right? They're going to tell you like, this is how you should do it. And you should put like the three pickles on the hamburger, not yeah. four. Like you should <laughs> yeah. do it this way. Yeah. We're going to help you with hiring. We're going to help you with do all these things. All these systems are in place. Um, it's very similar to that, but there's no money coming in. Yeah. All they're bringing is their time. Yeah. We're funding everything. So from this point forward, Every employee in the company knows that this is an opportunity for them. And we have um, two managers now who were licensed electricians and became managers and run their own division and have six, seven people under That's them That's so cool. That is really cool. And every apprentice knows this too. And any apprentice, any licensed guy that we have now or anybody on the outside could come to us and say, hey, like, you guys don't do fire alarm now. I think fire alarm is like a great space to be in. Here's a business plan to do this. Do you want to do this? And if we wanted to do that, we'd say, okay, come on, let's let's start that division. You'll yeah. run that division. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. Use our systems. And here we go. So that, that, that's the structure that we created years ago. And it's it's worked incredibly well. That's really cool. That is really cool. I have one one last question. So um, if you have if you were gonna give some advice to a young person getting into the trades thinking about electrical, what would you what would you say to them? Um, so they're just starting out. Like yeah, just starting out. Somebody in hi- in high school or possibly after high school, but but getting into the trades, they want to go into the electrical industry. I mean, it's it's an it's an amazing trade to be in. I really recommend it. You can do very very well. It is hard work. Um, where a lot of the young kids struggle is in the beginning. You're not going to make a lot of money. And yeah. you got to understand that this is, not, it's, it's a ladder. It's not yeah. a bed. Like, yeah. This isn't where you stay forever. <laughs> yeah. You get to go up the ladder. Everybody hopefully goes up the ladder. Yeah. Um, and you got to understand that. And that's, that's definitely a struggle because yeah. for like a stru- a company like ours, we're putting two electricians in a house to go do work. Um, right. And when you, ha- when you have somebody completely new that doesn't know what they're doing, usually it's slowing everything down. It's actually yeah. costing, <laughs> right, <laughs> costing right. the company money initially. Yeah. So just understanding it's a ladder and you got to be patient and you yeah. got to work hard and try to learn everything and don't BS anybody. Right, like, yeah. Don't say you're reading the code book every night. I think Chad actually did read your book. I think. <laughs> I, no, I, well, I got, I, I got about this far into it, but I, it's because I, it, I didn't have enough time. I got it at... Like le- early last week, so dude, you're hired. Honesty, 
<laughs> no, definitely. And I want to read it. And and uh, Travis wants it after I'm done because he's one of the other branch managers. Oh, like, oh dude, send that over to me. <laughs> I he was very excited. We're, I, we're kind of out of time. But I keep hearing systems over and over again. Like you've mentioned that a few times. Yeah. And I think that that's something that plagues a lot of business owners oh, yeah. is that they just don't have systems in place. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those even if you don't mind touching on some of the systems within Coolman that you've set up that allow it to run the way that it does. I mean, this, there's so many, just even that hiring process that I just explained, like yeah. there's a system right there. Uh, yeah. Somebody applies, how, what happens with that? You, you, you could have, you have system set up with a customer issue. How does that get handled and what path does that follow? Yeah. When somebody calls the office, what's the system? What do they say? What happens next? How right. do they put it in the computer? What exactly. do they do? You need to, you need to have a system for everything, and that's that's a hard part of the business yeah. is creating all of those. And if anybody, if you if you do read the E Myth, or if anybody out there has read the E Myth, that's what that book is really all about is about setting up systems. And the greatest example that they quote in the E Myth all the time is McDonald's. Like, yeah, if you buy into a McDonald's franchise, they're giving you the playbook on how to do every single thing. Yeah, every single thing is 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 written out and explained and there's a process to it. And if you can get your own business to think like that and think, Hey, I want to be like McDonald's. I might not never be a franchise, but I want to have it so systemized that right. it could be that yep. I could take some electrician in New Hampshire and say, Hey, here's my system. Go That's run awesome. your business. Follow this That's playbook. So awesome. and that you'll, is, you'll be that, successful. if every yeah. business owner thought like that, like I'm going to f- figure out every process, work out every kink and put it into a system, their business would be far better off. And believe me, we're, we're just scratching the surface of our own systems. We're f- fixing things and figuring it out every day like everybody else. No, that's you know, vital. That's really cool, though. Anyways, thank you so much for yeah, uh, yeah, taking yeah, the yeah, time yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a, a pleasure having you on. You're, you're building a really awesome company, which is cool to, cool to watch. Oh, I appreciate it. It's great. Till next time. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like this podcast, or even if you didn't, very true, please remember to like and subscribe so that you can stay up to date on all our upcoming episodes.